0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Family Planet 365. You're here with Melina Jackson and oh my gosh, like it only feels like yesterday I was here, right? Time goes so quickly. Um, That's why I am just really like, oh my goodness, you got to make every day count literally. It is Friday, so happy Friday to you. I hope you had a great week. I had a great week. Um, So much to do in so little time. I am. I'm so excited and was nervous at the same time because we toured my daughter's high school this week. And oh my goodness, I'm like, are you sure like we can homeschool, which I don't really mean that, but it was just kind of intimidating because all of these memories just flooded back to me of my high school days and I remember when um just a few weeks ago we decided, you know, which high school would be best for her because Remember, this is something like I'm committed, you know, wherever she goes, like this is the next four years of your life. I really want that for my daughter because I had that for me. There was no transferring sophomore year or, you know, junior year for that matter. This is going to be your home for the next four years. So it's really got to be a good fit. And honestly, we won't really know that until we get into it because, you know, everything looks great when you're on the outside looking in. But once you get in, you're like, hey, wait a minute. So fingers crossed, hopefully, you know, what we see is what we get. I, um, going back to my Facebook post, but, you know, just having to go through this with her, my 14-year-old, it really started bringing up a lot of memories for me during my high school days because I can honestly say I had a great high school experience there. I take the good with the bad. A lot of the bad was the heartache, you know, just the breakups and the makeups, and that was just terrible that, that's what I remember most about high school um, as far as the bad things, but everything like the pep rallies and, you know, trying out for cheerleading and your name not being on the list. That's another story. Um, you know, I needed therapy for that, but um, you know, just really being able to have that experience and getting to know the football players and the guys who are able to play baseball, basketball, and football is like a triple threat. It's just amazing. And that was one of the things I really wanted for my daughter. I was like, you know what? I really want you to have a traditional high school experience because I know for me, it really made a difference in my life now. Like in my 40s, just looking back, like it was a great experience and I don't feel like I missed out on anything. You know how like my daughter, they're at a charter school right now and the charter school is very um, non-traditional. Like the high school is there. They don't have a prom. They're not doing anything really. They're just showing up for online classes and so forth. And I said, you, you can't do that because. There's a possibility that you'll get older and feel like, you know what, I never went to prom or I don't know what it's like to be asked to prom or have a crush or, you know, run for um, student government, the SGA, that sort of thing. So it's really important that she has that traditional high school experience. Now, I know that times have changed from 1995 when I graduated to now 2018. So prayerfully, some of those traditional things are still there. But for the most part, I feel comfortable with her school and I wanted to, like, I thank the people who played a part in, you know, ensuring that, not ensuring, but who actually played a part in me having a great high school experience. So I want that for her, guys. And we toured the high school this week. It was great. Our tour guide was so amazing. She's a junior and, you know, she just, I mean, she spent like an hour and a half with us when the guidance counselor said, oh, it'll take like 30 minutes. But she really just, you know, laid everything out for us, and my daughter was able to ask questions, and I, I was, I'm really grateful to her for that, and I'm looking forward to the next four years of our lives because I felt like it was me. It's amazing with, um, you know, parenthood or being a mom. You kind of just you go through what your children go through, and I remember my mom always telling us that, like, you know, especially when I got older and I would start dating, she's like, you know, please just consider the guys that you're dating because. When you get treated a certain way, it's like I'm getting treated that way. And I feel that now. I'm like, wow, what they're going through, you kind of go through as well. So I'm wanting to set up that great foundation so that it's solid and she can bounce back when she needs to and she's having fun. And that leads me to today's show topic. I'm calling it Celebrate Motherhood, my top nine lessons learned from birth to the teen years and remember I told you last week that it's May so happy May to you and you know we have Mother's Day this month and one of the things I like to do is celebrate all month so this month I want to really celebrate motherhood and moms and I'll even have a few moms on to talk about their journey and get you know some insights onto like what's working for them what has worked what didn't work and I'm looking forward to having those guests on but today I'm first and I'm going to share with you my top nine lessons learned from the birth from birth to the teen years. And the reason why I did that span is because, you know, my listenership is, you know, new moms to moms who have toddlers to tweens to, you know, elementary age. And then now I'm at a 14 years. I really don't feel like I'm really in the teen years yet. I'm just getting into the teen years But I qualify, so I put the teen years on there as well. So if you're listening, there's going to be a tip in here for you, I'm sure, wherever you are in the stage of motherhood. So happy Mother's Day to you early because it's Mother's Day all month this month. We're going to celebrate it every Friday because just like we call it Family Planet 365, it's because... We are here to uplift and empower families 365 days of the year. It's not just, oh, it's National Family Day. No, we're always here to uplift and empower families. And so, same with motherhood. And don't worry, dads. I got something for you, too. In June, we'll be celebrating dads all month long. Okay, without further ado. So, we had the high school tour this week. That was amazing. Kind of nervous, but once we did the tour, because the school is really big and I like the way that our tour guide was able to break down the quads and she even told my daughter, like, you know, never don't come through that door because it's always crowded in the morning and, you know, so it's just good to kind of get the the lowdown on what's going on and how to, to, you know, maneuver around the school. So that was great. And then I'm super excited because Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow, right? And, you know, I get a lot of kickback from some people like oh you know you shouldn't be celebrating that because it doesn't mean what you think it means you know I've done the research I understand what Cinco de Mayo is all about however I choose for certain holidays to look at the upside you know a lot of it you know is man-made or um, I don't want to say anything to make me sound uneducated about it but I know like for instance St. Patrick's Day I posted, you know, cheers, it's St. Patty's Day, green beer, we're having fun. And then I get messages, you know, you shouldn't celebrate that holiday, like it's this. And I'm like, you know, I get that. Same thing with Christmas. People are like, you know, St. Nicholas isn't who you think. Okay, I choose what I want to celebrate, and I choose to look at the fun side of it for what it means to me, and you get to choose what it means for you. So with that said, I love Valentine's Day. I like Christmas, I enjoy Cinco de Mayo, I enjoy St. Patrick's Day, and I understand that there's a dark side, <laughs> right? But I choose to look at the bright side. So I will be celebrating Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. My children are already prepared because we do it every year, and it is not complete without a few margaritas, frozen, um, iced, I don't know, I choose a lot of them, and of course some good old cuisine, maybe, I don't know, a fajita here and there. But we like to go to a nice um, mom and pop restaurant because I have tried the chains and I find that, you know, I don't really like the chains. I like the mom and pop support family. So that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. So hopefully if you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, you have something amazing planned, some fun, whatever you do, just be safe, be mindful. And remember, it's one day. So don't, you know, get into any trouble or drive while you're intoxicated or buzzed or whatever. So happy single to Maya. I'm looking forward to that. And I am going to share. I have some favorite things to share with you again today. So I'm looking forward to that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson. And this show is brought to you live every Friday at noon on LA Talk Radio. So you do have the option to listen live. So my live listeners, hello. Thanks for tuning in. It's always nice to get it live, right? But if you're working or you're not able to listen right away, you can always visit the LA Talk Radio page for Family Planet Three Six Five and get the archives. I um, actually just had the time. Um, thanks to Ronan, he uploaded my show notes. I was like, "Hey, we need show notes because it's just the dates and like well, I don't know what what the topic is." So we've um, we're loading the the show notes to all the shows, so you can get the information there. You can listen at your leisure. Or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to Family Planet 365. And that way, it'll, a new show, whenever we upload a new show, it'll just automatically come into your feed, your iTunes feed. So that's the super easy way. Cause if you're like working out or, you know, you're working around your office or whatever, you wanna listen and you don't wanna have to look for the show, that's the way to go iTunes, um, Family Planet 365. And be sure to leave us a review. I always say leave a five star review cause you, you get what you ask for. And so I'm asking for a five star review, but most importantly, let me know your thoughts. Like, what do you think about the show? What about the topics? How has it helped you? I like to get feedback, um, on what we're, what I'm doing here. And not only that, but when you have, you have comments or ratings, it puts you higher. People can find you in iTunes. So we want to spread the good news of family planet 365. Let's not keep it to ourselves. Let's Subscribe, like the show, um, leave a comment and tell your friends, especially your moms and dads who might be looking for some quality listening um, when they have some downtime. This is a great way to do that. Right. Like uh, you got to teach your own horn. I mean, this is some good content here. So I'm here every Friday at noon um, for Family Planet 365. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So. I mean, you could just Google it and it'll take you to wherever you're looking to go with Family Planet 365. So I'm glad you're tuning in either way. And today we're going to celebrate motherhood. My top nine lessons learned from birth to the teen years. Um, Okay, so let's get into my favorite things. Okay, I wanted to, I really had to think about this. I was like, it's time because I missed last week. I didn't really want to share anything. Um, Nothing was really pressing, but I do want to say that this is not at this is not sponsored so I'm not you know saying oh this is the next best thing since sliced bread because I'm a partner no this is uh, this is authentically what I'm using in my life and I'm here to be a resource to moms and dads because I believe that you know we are here to we're raising the next generation of kids and it's important as parents that we feel whole and that we feel supported and that we feel empowered and that's why family planet 365 exists so i'm just sharing with you what i'm using in my life to help make my life easier and the first thing i wanted to share as far as my favorite things are a crock pot now i'm not gonna say there's a special um brand to use because i honestly can't even remember my brand we got it I got it for a wedding gift 17 years ago and um, the brand is actually is is rubbed off. I don't even know what brand it is, but it's still kicking and I highly recommend a Crock-Pot. Now you might be saying, well, I already have a Crock-Pot, but when was the last time you used your Crock-Pot? It's super easy, especially if your children have a lot of extracurricular activities and you're. You find that, you know, like, what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? And you're stopping at McDonald's or, you know, you're picking up something quick. When, in fact, all you need for a crock pot is the crock pot meal is the crock pot, maybe some chicken, some chicken broth, put in some fresh veggies. And then when you get home, throw in pasta and you have a nice, wholesome meal. I love my crock pot. And you know what I really love about the crock pot is, you know, you toss everything in in the morning before you leave out for the day. You set it on. I usually slow cook everything because I don't, you don't, when you have it high, I usually do that when I'm home and I just wanted to be cooking while I'm there. But when I leave, I slow cook things because typically if I leave in the morning, I'm not going to be back until that after that late afternoon or even the in, in the evening. But I love the aroma when you walk into your home. It's like, this is home. This is warm. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. It's like someone's been there cooking all day. You know, it kind of brings back memories of childhood. Like when you're, you know, in the South, like we do the Southern dinner on Sundays and the house just smells so divine with candy yams and macaroni and cheese and fried chicken. Oh, my gosh. But when you are cooking with a crock pot all day and you walk into your home from a long day, maybe um, you've been to work and then you had to do dance class and then you're getting the kids in the house and it just smells so warm. It's like a nice hug when you walk through your door. So, I recommend a crock pot, and a lot of you might be saying well i don't want i don't feel comfortable using that. I like to monitor my food. What are some good recipes? Well, I follow crock pot moms on Instagram, so they have a lot of great super easy recipes it's crock pot moms on Instagram, and it's all together crock pot mom crock pot moms and one of the recipes I want to try is they actually make a cake in their crock pot now. Full disclosure, I did try one of the recipes and it looks so good on the Instagram page. And then when I did it, it didn't turn out like that. And I don't know what I did wrong. And I'm a good cook, like straight up. You can ask any one of my kids, my husband. I'm a great cook. So there's no like not knowing what to do, that type of thing. I simply followed the directions and it just didn't turn out the way that I thought it was. It was um, chicken pot pie in the crock pot. So um, just know that, you know, it might not be what you see is what you get. But you can go to Crock-Pot Moms and get good ideas. Like, you know, of course you could do chili. Chili's a great meal. And then you just have some cornbread or whatever. You just make that when you get home. But they have great ideas. So I highly recommend if you don't have a Crock-Pot to go purchase a Crock-Pot and commit to, like, getting the next three meals within the next week or two because you could purchase it and then put it in the shelf, you know, put it in the cabinet and never see it again. I don't want you to do that. I want you to get the Crock-Pot and actually commit to creating a meal in there and watch how your life shifts because then you're not worried about, "Oh, what are we going to eat tonight? It's a busy week." Oh my gosh. And now the summer's coming, so that's kind of good because kids aren't really in school, but you're going to be traveling or um perhaps the kids will do summer camp, and you still want to get a, you're going to want to get good food on the table. So, I recommend a Crock-Pot if you don't have one, get one plan your meals and then if you have one I suggest you dust it off take it out dust it off go to crock pot moms or even google like crock pot meals and do it you you it, it's a lifesaver and that's what we're about being resourceful living well because you're again you're not eating junk food or just getting fast food because you're hungry you're actually planning and then that le- alleviates stress anytime you plan ahead right so crock pot is a, the, the crock pot is my favorite thing this week and then my second oh I actually have three favorite things oh my gosh for some reason I thought I only had two I'm looking at my notes now okay then my second favorite thing this is for the ladies and the men I was going to say moms but this is for both your local nail salon yes hmm I highly recommend now, I know things get busy and sometimes some of you, some of my mom listeners or my dads might say, you know, we don't have time for that. Like who wants to get their nails done? I highly recommend that you get to know your local nail salon and maybe you go once a month or once a quarter, even for dads and moms. But I made a commitment because I would find myself guys getting invited to events or getting invited to speak somewhere or attend something and my nails weren't done. And I don't know about you, but I'm really big on it. Because you know what? I love to talk and I talk with my hands. And it's important to me like to have a good presentation because people are looking at you, right? So I would be like, if I get invited to something, I'm trying to get an appointment to get nails done. And after like the fifth time of this happening, I'm like, you know what? Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Why don't you just set an appointment for once a month to go get your nails done? Go get your pedicure. Because then when something comes up, you're not like scurrying, trying to get into a, a nail salon to, you know, look polished, if you will. And even if you're not like speaking on the stage or, you know, talking or going to networking events, your hands is just should look nice. And dad, your, your toes can look, your, you know, summer coming, you're going to wear your flip flops. Go get a pedicure. And it's, there's a, there's a salon on every corner now, but I, not all, and it's not one size fits all. Some are better than others. I would say, don't wait until you need it to go look, go look now. So you'll know maybe, and do you know, ladies, you can even go into a salon and just get a nail polish change. So if you don't want a full fledged manicure, pedicure, I've done this several times. You just go in and say, I want a polish change. And That way you're not trying to do it at home. The kids are asking you to get stuff out of the freezer and you're you're like nicking your nails and then it's like, what's the point? You go to the salon, get a, a nail polish change. They'll take the polish off, trim them a little bit, buff them, polish them, you're out the door. Okay, how simple is that? And it's super reasonable. But I would say get to know your local nail salon because there's no reason that you shouldn't look and feel your best because here at Family Planet 365, We believe that you can have it all and you can live your best life now. And for me, that's having your nails done when you need them. But most importantly is being ready so you don't have to get ready. And especially with the summer coming, you're going to want to wear more sandals and you're going to probably be invited to barbecues and so forth. So why not get into the routine now? I I believe that's what I, oh, this is a great segue. <laughs> um, that's one of the things I put in my book, You Can't Have It All in Date Night 2, How to Reclaim Your Life as a Mom, available on Amazon. I remember writing about my brow appointments because that was so big for me, you know, before children, I would make sure my brows were nicely um, trimmed and they had a great arch and, then once I became a mom, like I would be missing appointments. I wouldn't go anymore. And that was really like my first step to getting back to having it all. Now, I know when you hear the term, like you can have it all. It's like, well, okay, how much money? No, I'm literally talking about like your quality of life. I mean, which does require money, but just the mindset alone, like go to your brow appointment, make your brow appointment, get your nails done because we are, role models for our children now I'm not saying that our children won't love us as much as if we don't get our brows done our nails or toes done but especially for young ladies the girls they're watching you know and I think that the home is the first classroom and I say that all the time I really consider my home as the school of life and I want my daughters to know you know I remember being in a mastermind group. It was a bunch of women um, entrepreneurs. We were just starting out. And the coach, she said, you know, today we're all going to go get a manicure pedicure. And I was like, this is odd. Like, who does that? And she said, the reason why I'm doing this is because, you know, there are women in their 40s and 50s who have never had a manicure or a pedicure. And I want you to know what it feels like to take care of yourself. And I was like, wow, that's nice. That's deep. You know, I mean, I didn't fall into that category. But the truth of the matter is there were women there who had never had a manicure pedicure and they were great looking women. It wasn't like, you know, they were impoverished or anything. They just never took the time to take care of themselves. And that really stuck out for me when I was writing the book, because it's like, you know, you reclaim your life as a mom. You can be a great mom, but you could take care of yourself first. And for me, taking self-care is really important. And so when I started like really committing to my brow appointments, like that was my my strength. I was like, okay, so I start, you know, I go get my brows done every six weeks and I have a standing appointment and I would, you know, I don't flake on those because now when I need to go somewhere or whatever, my brows are done. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. And so and that alleviates stress as well, because then you're not like trying to get in last minute. And I don't know about you, but I'm the type of pli- a client who's loyal. Like, I don't shop hop. So if I find somebody who's who does my nails well, I'm going to keep going to them. If they're doing my brows well, I'm going to keep going to them. I'm not just going to find whoever I can get. And that's what I, I, I was running into when I didn't have standing appointments. Like, who can take me? Whoever. He, he, I suggest you don't do that because then you get into, like, you're not happy or you might look, you know, it might not look the way you want it to. So just... Be loyal and stick with your appointments. So get to know your um, local nail salon. And that's what in my book, you can have it all in date night too. how to reclaim your life as a mom available on Amazon. I suggest that you pick one up for a Mother's Day present for someone, especially a new mom. Oh, my gosh. Even if she's expecting right now, please. That needs to be a gift, because when you have these babies, you just forget everything <laughs> I mean, you really do. And I'm someone who is real big on, you know, self-care, but even I lost my place. Like, I forgot. I fell off. So pick up the book. I read it. To, um, you can go back. I think it's two episodes back. I did read some um, excerpts from the book on Amazon, but to check it out. And then lastly, my favorite thing is a good tailor at your local dry cleaner yeah yep I discovered this um it was a a great a pleasant discovery that you can go to your dry cleaner and have your pants altered you can have your shirt altered you don't have to like just buy clothes off the rack and then just wear them like I saw a picture recently excuse me I saw a picture recently of a woman who was wearing a blazer and the sleeve was obviously too long it was like over her hand it doesn't take much guys. I get my pants altered. Excuse me. <clears throat> I get my pants altered at the local cleaners. He charges me eight dollars per pant. His pant. <laughs> and or my slacks. Because I love slacks. I prefer slacks over jeans. I don't know. It's just I haven't felt right in jeans in a long time. I need to probably um go do some jean shopping. But I like slacks and I'm kinda short, you know, on the short side. So a lot of times my slacks run uh, longer than they should be and you don't have to drag your pants around or you don't have to wear shirts or jackets that are too long over your hand. And even in your shirts, you know, they can actually tailor the back like it snatches it a little bit and it makes you look leaner. So check out your local tailor at your local cleaners or check out your local cleaners And ask for the tailor, the in-house tailor. You shouldn't be paying over, I would say over $10 to have your pants tailored. And your shirt, shirts run, it depends on like a blouse, they call it blouse. It depends on the material and everything. But I'm saying this to say that when you buy something from the store and you know it needs to be tailored, go ahead and take it to them because that way when you want to wear it, it's ready to go. Because that's what I do. And it has really helped me and it helps it looks makes your wardrobe look like you care. You know, you, you look like you um, are put together. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's like you want to be you want to look put together. And this isn't about being vain or, you know, constantly looking in the mirror because I'm not that type of person. Like right now I'm wearing a T-shirt, a, a nice gap T-shirt. It's really soft, by the way. Um, and some nice like they look like jeans slacks, but they're not. They're slacks and a scarf. So it's not like I'm, you know, into all the fashions. I'm not. But I do believe that, especially when you go to like parent teacher conferences or you attend events at your child's school, you should look put together. Even when you drop your child off in the morning, I've seen parents come in pajamas. No judgment. No judgment here. Don't email me. Do not email me. I am using this subject matter to support what I am talking about today. So there's no need, no need to email. No shade thrown, right? But it, what I'm saying is it doesn't take much to look pulled together. And if you just put a little bit of thought into it and a little time, you save yourself hours of stress and running around and trying to figure out how to, you know, pull it all together. Just a little bit of time, a little bit of preparation, get to know your tailor at the local cleaners, take your clothes right away. When you buy that dress and you know, it's like a little too big or whatever go ahead and take it and let them tailor it to, you know, so it'll look nice on you. And, you know, I believe that when you look good, you feel good, you know. And a lot of times I keep saying I want to have a show about postpartum depression. But I know for sure that a part of postpartum depression is just feeling like, you know, you don't have your life anymore and feeling like you don't matter in a sense. It's like the baby, your body becomes like this machine and, then you you just you just giving yourself and your body over to this human being. And it's it's just it's it can really cause a dark, dark spacing in your mind. And where was I going with that, guys? Um, Where was I going? I was going somewhere. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if we just take a little time. Oh, postpartum depression. If you go out for a walk, I, I found that when I was slipping into postpartum after my third child, my midwife said, you know, I want you to go for a walk without the baby. And I was like, no, I can't. She was like, yes, you can go for a walk around the neighborhood. And I did that. And I'm, I'm using that as an example to say, see, something as simple as that. Now, I understand that some people need to be medicated and it's a lot deeper than that. But I'm from my situation, from my experience, going for a walk, making sure that I could take a nice warm shower alone really helped me. And I know that when you look good, you feel good. So just taking a little bit of time to just plan, you know, how you're going to what you're going to wear, you know, get your nails done, just little things like that can make a huge difference. So that's my gift to you. Those are my three favorite things. The crock pot. If you don't have one, get one, commit to making a meal in it within the next week or it'll never happen because you can't miss what you never had, right? If you have one, take it out of the cabinet, dust it off, Google crockpot Meals or go to Instagram and look up crockpot Moms and make it happen. Give it a shot. Do it within the next week. Hey, and actually, let me know how it goes. Leave me, because um, you can email me at familyplanet365 at gmail.com or you can leave a comment. Actually, well, I'll post a Crock-Pot on my Instagram, familyplanet365, and you could comment on that if you did it or not take the crop pot challenge wouldn't that be cool if we had like a crop pot challenge here in the studio one day um and then the second favorite thing for this week is your local nail salon moms and dads i see plenty of men in the salon so a lot of salons it used to be where men couldn't go you know they weren't able to they said we don't service men but now they do so dad you have no excuse for the crazy looking toes this summer go to your no- local nail salon mom's even if you just go get a nail a nail, a nail, polish change, go to your local salon, be ready so you don't have to get ready. And then third, your local cleaners has a tailor. There's a, a tailor sitting in the back of that cleaners in front of a sewing machine, tailoring people's clothes at a very reasonable price. And it will definitely change your wardrobe and it will change the way you look and feel in your clothes at a very small cost. So those are my top three favorite things. I'll be sure to list them in the show notes for you, just to remind you. And um, I'll also list my book because I want you to give that as a gift for this Mother's Day. You can have it all in date night too. How to Reclaim Your Life as a Mom by yours truly, Melina Jackson. And our show topic today is Celebrate Motherhood. My top nine lessons learned from birth, to nine years i'm sorry to nine years to teen years to the teen years now um okay i feel like i'm talking so much guys this is what happens like when you're just doing a solo show i'm having a great time but it's like oh my gosh you've been talking nonstop. i'm right in my element right now you have no idea I want to share with you some important dates for my SoCal families, Southern California families. Make sure you mark the date because I have a preschool fair coming up on Saturday, July 14th. It is the Conejo Valley Preschool Fair. You can um, definitely go to the website, which is a smart URL is bit dot L Y slash my preschool fair to get more information about that preschool fair. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have vendors, um, preschools from the local preschools from the area, local um, family friendly vendors and extracurricular activities that your children can be involved in. And I love these neighborhood preschool fairs because it's a community wide resource For families in Conejo Valley who want to learn more about like what's available to their children as far as preschool education, um, classes they could be taking, extracurricular, and you meet other cool moms and dads. That's what I especially love. I like when I see the the, the dads and the moms getting together and talking. Oh, you live here? Oh, okay. That's so cool. So it's a community-wide open house on Saturday, July 14th in Conejo Valley. Visit the website bit.ly slash my preschool fair to get the details on location and who's going to be there and so forth and then we're getting deeper into the year on saturday september 22nd we have the second annual santa monica preschool fair again it's a community-wide open house for families in the santa monica community and santa monica is a wide span so i kind of say the west side if you will But I do keep the um, vendors have to be located within like a 15-mile radius of where we're hosting the preschool fair. Because that gives parents a good idea of, you know, where they're located and so forth. And I don't want parents attending these events. And then like a vendor there is 50 miles away. Like who's going to do that? So the second annual Santa Monica Preschool Fair is on Saturday, September 22nd. And the preschool fairs start at 10. So they go from 10 until 1, which we find is a great time for um, those with, you know, preschool-age children, if you will. So make sure you mark your calendar. Be there. love to meet you in person. And um, I will make sure I announce it more on the show. And share the information. Share this with families, especially if they're new to the area and they want to, you know, learn more about what's available to them. And meet other cool moms and dads you got it so my preschool fair and we're on instagram facebook and twitter as well um okay so when we come back i am going to get into my top nine lessons learned from birth to teen years more in a few you're listening to family planet 365 with melina jackson only on la talk radio all right, that gave me enough time to get a sip of water. <laughs> okay, so now I want to share with you because it's Mother's Mother's Day is next Sunday, I believe. Yeah, May 13th. And all this month, I am celebrating motherhood. And I am going to share a little bit of my journey outside of my book that I didn't share in the book about what I've learned so far. And hopefully this will help you in some way or someone you maybe share the show and it's going to help a new mom because I'm spanning from birth to the teen years so that I cover pretty much all age age groups okay so the first thing that I learned was your body was made to give birth okay now I am speaking from and the experience of having um giving birth in the hospital and I had two home births now The home birth was a great experience because I had my my midwife there and I remember every time a contraction came, I would tense up. Now, this is for my moms who are expecting, okay? And I remember my midwife saying, Melina, ride the contraction like a wave. Don't, Don't tense up. Don't frown on your face. Ride it like a wave because the contractions are a tool to push the baby out. And that was so amazing when she gave me that information. It changed the whole birthing process for me. So I'm saying this to say, if you are most likely going to use an epidural, because a lot of moms deliver in the hospital, which I did do an epidural, but I found that I didn't like that process, so that's why I chose a home birth. But even if you're using an epidural and you're in a hospital and you're feeling nervous about the whole thing, I want you to go into that birthing process knowing that your body was made to give birth. That will decrease your cesarean procedure or your the chances of having a cesarean section probably by 60% if you go in with that mindset that your body was made to do this, okay? Because a lot of times when you have a C-section it's because for whatever reason the baby's heart rate might drop and we want the safety of the baby first, but just remember that the baby is there and your body can't birth the baby naturally if that's what you desire. So that's my number one. Number two is once you have the baby, be patient with yourself and the baby. Be present. Nothing else really matters but you and the baby for the first few weeks. And I say that to say I know now with Instagram and all the social media and you got to do Insta stories, that's important to update your following. But it's really great when you could just get into a space where it's just like you and this new little being getting to know one another um you helping each other because if you just de- if you decide to nurse when you nurse you're helping the baby the baby's helping your body get the uterus down to size so it's nice to just be in that space and just really get to know one another and just know that just the two of you matter at those especially those first few weeks because you're getting to know like what your patterns are getting in sync and trying to figure out like what works for the two of you and i feel so very blessed and and um I feel blessed because I had that opportunity like with all of my children. Like it was just once I had them, I was able to have the help that I needed and I was able to just really focus on me and that new child because it's so important and the bonding is so amazing and you're sleep deprived. So if you can kind of just, you know, chill out on like the social media and not do as much perhaps and just really be present, I think it would really increase the bond. It will... um now, I, I'm trying to think of my biology terms, but I know there's like this chemical that's released in a mother when she, you know, bonds with her child when you're nursing. And you just want more of that because, believe it or not, like, it's amazing how birth works. But that's all there to help you get through the, the you know, um, postpartum as well. And that can decrease your postpartum repression and so forth. I find that when you're trying to do too much and you're just too pulled in too many directions, um, the first few weeks of birthing, that could be a problem. So I know my second lesson learned is just to be patient with yourself and the baby and be present. The third lesson is to find a mom's group, be yourself and reframe from comparing your child to other children. That was the biggest thing for me um, in these mom's groups. You know, I love them because You do. It's nice to be with other mothers, especially like if y'all are because they a lot of moms groups are really savvy now where they'll put you in a group like you might have a zero or three month old or you might have a toddler and you're in that group and you'll find that you're not alone. Like if you're going through something, chances are that mom is going through the same thing or somebody in that group is going through it and you all can kind of help each other through that. But the biggest thing I would find is like, oh, what? How old was your child when they started crawling or has your started sitting up yet? Oh, you know, Jenny doesn't do this yet. Does yours? And I would just be like, oh my gosh, like we are totally comparing kids. Like you don't do that. Every child is on their own, at their own pace. And every child, even what I find with my children, you know, they have the same mom and dad, but every child is different. Like none of my children are the same. Although my husband, every time they, you know, like the girls have an attitude, like, yeah, they are just like their mom, I'm like whatever. But each child is different. So I say that to say, do not be comparing your child to the next child in these moms groups or play groups or whatever, let your child develop at their own rate. If you find that there might be an issue, a lot of stuff, you know, with the autism spectrum and all that stuff, go see a doctor. Don't, you know, drive yourself crazy saying, well, you know, Johnny isn't walking just yet, but you know, Melanie's son, he's the same age and uh, if not a little younger, and he's already doing that. You will drive yourself nuts. Don't do that. Let your child develop at their own rate And if you have any concerns, discuss that with their child's pediatrician, not with other moms, because that is the fastest way to feel some kind of way about your child not being at the right level when you think they should be or development stage that you think they should be. Discuss that with your pediatrician, but do find a mom's group and you don't have to go all the time, but do have a mom's group. So you have some other ladies who are kind of in the same stage that you are to you know, get support from and to just enjoy yourself with, right? Because a lot of times um, these moms groups, they'll do crafts together and they'll have like a, a book reading. It's just, it's just a good time to fellowship, especially when you're a new mom. And a lot of people now are living away from their parents, so you don't have your mother next door anymore. So it's just nice to be able to, you know, have other women you can talk to because you will need it. You will need it. Okay, and then my next tip or lesson that I have learned is to create a tried and true system for pruning those baby clothes or they will take over the closet and the drawers. So what I mean by that is I was a huge onesie fan. I love onesies. The reason why I love onesies is because it's like an outfit, right? So you don't have to worry about when you pick your baby up, like the tummy showing and all that stuff. The onesie is like a little T-shirt outfit, like a little T-shirt material. And it snaps under the um, like under the crotch area. And it's just perfect. You could throw on a pair of shorts with it. You could put a dress over it. It's just perfect. So I had a bunch of onesies and that's why I bring that up. But what I find is babies are growing so quickly when they're first born. And it seemed like I was going like I had zero to three month onesies and then Two weeks later, I need to get three to six months. So the system that I created, and even when they get in their toddler years, you'll find that the shoes, they outgrow their shoes quickly. They outgrow, you know, their shorts or their shirts. Every time I would do laundry, I would go ahead and wash the clothes. And as I'm folding laundry, I will look at it and say, okay, can they still wear this? Or is it something I need to donate or put away for the next child? And that's how, that was my system for keeping up with what clothes they shouldn't have, because you're constantly buying baby clothes and then the kids are constantly outgrowing their old clothes. And before, you know, you just got stuff everywhere. And we had a, a show on being organized and you know, that's one of the ways to do that because children in their clothes can get out of hand if you don't have some type of system. And for me, it was washing the clothes. And then once I dry them and I'm folding, I'll determine there's three stacks, keep give away or put away for the next child. Okay. So get a system for how you're going to keep up with your child's growth and outgrowing clothes and what you're going to do with those clothes. All right. My next top lesson learned is to not stress over keeping the house tidy. Okay. so we talked about, you know, just being organized. I was really big on making sure that the house was clean, especially once the children start crawling. You don't want to have like stuff all on the floor. Um, you need to vacuum every now and then keep the kitchen floor clean because they're on the floor. And the thing that used to drive me nuts is they pick up stuff and put it in their mouths. So I didn't care so much about toys being everywhere as I cared about whether, you know, if we spill something on the floor, we clean it up or the carpet being vacuumed because I don't want them putting like hair in their mouth. Cause they'll see like, you know, a lot of hair or something and you just put it, ugh, they just get on my nerves. So don't stress over keeping your house tidy But do make sure that it's sanitized and it's a clean space. There's a difference between tidy and clean. Do you get that? And one of the things I recommend is do schedule a housekeeper at least once a month. I mean, if you can't do every other week, because for me, I didn't need a housekeeper coming every week because that's work. Because I like to put things away so the housekeeper doesn't spend time, you know, putting my junk away and then cleaning. Because I think in New Jersey, like we were paying per hour. Now you don't do that. You have a flat rate. But even if you don't, because a lot of people don't want housekeepers in their house anyway, but maybe schedule someone once a month just to come do you a deep clean. And that way your only job is like to get a Clorox wipe every now and then and wipe off the kitchen sink or wipe off the bathroom sink or whatever or wipe off the changing table. But you do have someone who comes and support you like once a month. Do that for yourself because it will um, help with your sanity. And remember, it's a difference between being neat and clean. Tidy and clean are two different things. For me, tidy is like making sure everything is in its space. Clean is like making sure like, you know, the diaper pail is cleaned off or the changing table is clean or the floor is clean so they can crawl. You want to do that. Okay, so now I'm going to get into like when they're a little older. Keep a tight schedule. Be home by a certain time at night. For me, even though my oldest is now 14, I do my best to be home, especially on school nights, like about six o'clock. If they have an event or like say she has tennis or something, the latest will get home at 730. And I find that my children still like that because children love boundaries. Boundaries help them feel safe. And I know for me, we can't like get, you know, pick them up from school and then go hang out at the mall, go do this, go do that and get home at 10 o'clock. It doesn't work like that. I would say start doing that from day one. Just know that, you know, I want to have a schedule. You know, we want the kids to stay on a schedule. Even in the summer, you know, you could when you go on vacation and stuff, you can kind of stray a little bit, and that's cool. But for the most part during the year, you have a schedule. It not only helps you like when you get you get downtime because now like if the kids go to bed, you know, that's time for you or your spouse and this time to like just really relax. So you want to do that for yourself. You create that boundary for yourself. So That's, like, been a big lesson for me is just to keep my schedule tight. Like, now I don't really do evening events. Like, I might do maybe once or twice a month. And now that my children are older, I'm going to commit to doing more things because I do need to be out there, like, meeting new people. I mean, hello, full disclosure. And my children are older. They can kind of manage themselves now, like, getting your bath, getting your homework, make sure you go to bed, that kind of thing. So they don't need me as much. But I know when they were younger, I would make sure that we're home. Like, if we – I would tell my husband, like, we're doing dinner. OK, we're going to be there at 530 for dinner and we'll be home by seven. And I love that because not only is the restaurant not as crowded, but it's better for us. The children aren't sleepy. They're not fussy. We get home. They're ready to wind down, get ready for bed and go to bed. Right. And then I have that time for me like they're in bed by nine. You got until like 11 o'clock to do whatever. Right. So make sure you keep a tight schedule. Um, My next tip is don't use profanity around your children. Now, i am that's a whole nother topic, but what I find now is a lot of children do use profanity, and I like to curse every now and then. I have a few curse words that I love to say, but I find that a lot of children who use profanity, especially now at a younger age, is because they're hearing their parents do it. And yeah, you could blame the music, you could blame social media, but it's really what's going on in the home, and I find that even now, like, my kids are older, so they, they recognize curse words, but it took them a minute. They're like hey, is this a curse word? I'm like, oh yeah, that is. Where'd you get that? Oh, my friend said it. Oh, okay. They don't really know because me and my husband refrain from using profanity around our children. Like that's a respect thing. It's kind of like you wouldn't smoke around your children. At least I hope you wouldn't, right? So refrain, refrain from using profanity around your children, especially young children, because they're just going to pick up on that language, okay? Um, and that takes a lot of discipline, but you can do it if you put your mind to it. And my next tip And I'm, let me see, I'm gonna wrap up. Okay, give your child a bath every night. Like, this has been something I've been doing since they were born. It not only cuts down on you ever see a child who's always sick, chances are they don't get a bath every night because the germs, like when you take a bath, it's taking away the germs of the day. And I really believe that. Like, you give your child a bath every night. And even now, like my children are like, oh, I'm about to take my bath. And I don't even have to say anything because they've been groomed like all their lives. Like we get a bath at night and sometimes they might take one in the morning. But the most part we like to do it. We like to give them a bath at night. So I highly recommend that for um, your children. Start doing that now. Give them a bath. And the last top nine tip that I will give you is for your tween or your teen. Do not argue with them. I find that, yes, my daughter is sweet. I love her. I think she's amazing. But she likes to argue. And you know what I find? And I can be backed up by science with this. But your teen likes to argue because their brains are not fully developed. Okay? Look it up. Do some research. There is no reason. Like, they're they're still in development phase. So just oh, you know what I tell myself? I'm in my right mind. My brain is fully developed. I'm the one with the more sense here. So I'm going to act like the one with the most sense and I'm not going to argue with her or my son who's, you know, 12 years about to be 13 as well. But don't practice not arguing with your team and you will find that your house is more mellow because they, it takes two to tango, right? Even in a marriage, even in a relationship, if you're not the one who's not arguing back, like it fizzles, like there's nothing. What can the person do? Like they're going to argue with themselves, you know? And we can expound on that more. I do want to have a um, teen counselor come in and talk to us about, like, how to manage our teens. Because one of the things I like to do is I like to think that I'm a resource for my teen. And I like them to be able to talk to me about whatever, whenever. And I like to, you know, honor that and answer any questions that they have. But when they have a disagreement, because they think they know more than you. And one of the things I have to remind my, my children is, like, you know, I was your age once, too. So I know what it's like. I didn't just grow up as an adult. Like I didn't just become an adult and didn't have kids. I was in your shoes once too. So been there, done that. And they just think they know more than you do. And that's just the way it is because their brains aren't developed. So that's my top nine. The last ones do not argue with their tween or teen. Their brains are not fully developed. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that on another show. But, um, yeah. So that's my top nine. I kind of started running through those quickly because I'm running out of time. I only have so much time with you every week. But if you I will include some of these in the show notes. And if you have any things that you would like to share about what you've learned from motherhood so far. Comment on my Instagram and let me know. I would love to share. Maybe I can expound on it a little bit next week, but I would love to do that. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this information with your other fellow family and friends. And I would be so appreciative because the more people talk about it, the more people will find us. And that's what it's all about, sharing the good news. And again, this month of May, we're going to be celebrating motherhood. I shared my top nine things that I've learned from birth to the teen years so far. And I'm sure I have a lot more things to learn, and I'll be sure to share those with you. But until next time, don't forget, you can have it all. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Bye for now. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on L.A. Talk Radio.